Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. And this episode, we're talking Queen and Slim. Plus all the latest movie news, and there's some whoppers there and trailer news. Can't wait. So we had a look at Queen and Slim. We did. Which is out now in cinemas, if you're game to go to the cinema, that is. (laughs) Yeah, gosh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. This one stars Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith in her first starring role. Yes. And it's directed by Melina Matsukas, who is directing her first feature-length film. She has a long career of doing music videos for people like Beyonce, Rihanna, Christina Aguilera, and even Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I found this really interesting that this was her first feature film. And I think we'll get into what we liked and disliked about it, but I think as an overall blanket statement for me, you could kind of tell that it was her first time directing a full-length feature. You think? Because I felt like there were things that were undercooked, if you will, which I think we'll go into we'll go into detail. But first, what did you think about the film in general? I really enjoyed it. It's mm. quite a stylish film. We'll talk a little bit about the plot first. Yeah, I sure. Guess. So it's about two people, man and a woman, African-Americans, who go on a blind date, a Tinder date. Is that right? Tinder? Yeah, Tinder yeah. date, yeah. And... It doesn't go well. Let's just say that right off the bat. It's a really uninspired... There's no second date, basically. Yeah, not even like, oh, we'll laugh about it later. Like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's a pretty bad first date. But something happens on that date, a really confronting, racially motivated event, mm-hmm. which sets them on a path on the run from the police. Yes, yeah. So they're, I guess, convicted because it is in the trailer. They're, mm. they're on the run because he killed a police officer in self-defense, mm-hmm. but was pulled over and, uh, yeah, subject to racial discrimination, discrimination big mm. time. I think that's quite a confronting, quick 
well shot realized moment and Mm. then whether you fight or flight sort of situation Mm. but obviously with the undertones of the racial connotations around it which make it for a very poignant film at times it's interesting the dynamics between the two of them they're very different people which is why Mm. the date probably wasn't going so well she's a lawyer very uptight i guess you would say yeah he's more laid back more of a family kind of person big family guy yeah yeah Uh, She's a bit of a loner with some secrets, obviously, in her past. And then, so it's really interesting, the dynamics of these two as they go on the run together. Mm, mm. I think that what was really fascinating about the film was watching those characters, first of all, get to know each other, literally get to know Mm. each other amidst all this stress and chaos Mm. uh, and violence. Some would say it's not the greatest foundation for a relationship. (laughs) No, I mean, you can come back from... That sort of isn't, drama. Isn't that what Keanu Reeves says in Speed? The relationship is built under... Or Sandra Bullock says it. The relationship is built under intense pressure, never last. Oh, I haven't <laughs> seen that movie in a long time. We're digressing. We are. I felt that this film had a lot of potential. And you mentioned mm. uh, it was quite stylized, which yes. obviously plays in the director's experience mm. in music videos. How did you think that that was used? Like, did you think it was used well? Definitely. It was really enjoyable to watch. Music was such a significant part of this. And as you said, that is because of the director's background. Sometimes I felt like I was watching a music video Mm. or a perfume ad or Mm. something. It's Mm. it's very stylized. Yeah. Almost too cool. Yeah. Oh, it was very... It oozed cool. Mm. But maybe in some of the wrong places that you think that why are we... Why are we trying to make this all look really cool? And I think that that was an issue with this film in general was its tone was just a bit confused. It was Mm. going from being cool and stylized, some overcooked subplots, Mm. some really random, uh, what would you call it, stereotypical characters. Some of the dialogue was Mm. really, really strange, not very well realized. And I think it really distracted from the message it was trying to tell and i felt at times it was trying to be serious and then it would go in another direction that Mm. felt really jarring that they chose to flip the tone and i don't think it got the balance of humor and drama right Mm. if that makes sense i yeah i hear what you're saying and i do agree to a point but i'm gonna have to disagree in some points because i don't think we are the audience sure it is i mean it's as we said very racially motivated it's very confronting take on violence, US violence and um, gun control and a lot of things that we can't fully grasp being white, middle-class Australian. Sure. Not to say that you can't appreciate those things and you can't feel what you're supposed to feel. You know, you're, mm. supposed to fe- you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You're supposed to feel really confronted by these issues. But we aren't the audience that's going to get the most out of it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think where I'm coming from is that mm. sometimes it felt like the film was being really serious and then it let you down with some sort of dialogue between characters or a choice or how they said something Mm. and it felt a bit odd you know some of the decisions they made along the way while they're on the run and I'm like why are you doing this this doesn't feel like the writers really thought this through and Mm. it just felt odd at times and I thought that was real dis that was really disappointing I think in its storytelling what pulled me out of it sometimes was the voiceovers Sometimes there would be these really random voiceovers that didn't match, Mm. that were taken from a different point in the story and overlaid with something else that was happening. 
and it's very relevant and it adds a little bit to that scene, adds a bit of depth to that scene, but it also pulls you out of it because you get a bit confused going, uh, they're yeah. not talking to each other. What's which, going on? Yeah. Which is kind of, what sort of film is it trying to be? A stylized okay. film mm. grounded in reality. I'm really glad you brought that up because I actually liked that technique. Mm. I thought it was really moving and powerful and that's, they were the moments. I think that happened two or three times if, um, yep. mm-hmm. if I can remember correctly. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. That's a cool creative choice. Yeah. But it did make you a bit confused at the same time. Yeah. It just sort of broke the spell a little bit. Broke the spell. Yeah. And I think that was the shame because it was casting quite a spell on you at times. Mm. And then, yes, it did sometimes break. And that was a shame. One thing that I did find really interesting and I really enjoyed was seeing the transformation of these two people. Like, as we said before, the dichotomy of them is that they're complete opposites Mm. and they almost both switch places as the thing goes on and they become these sort of um, anti-hero icons like Bonnie and Clyde Mm. to Mm. people in this part of America. And a lot of people are helping them on their journey. That's where I sort of came out of it again in that towards the end it got a little bit cliched and overly, totally. overly dramatic. Totally. It went a bit too far, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I was with it until that point. I wasn't really expecting it to go in that direction, and it was kind of unbelievable, if you will, mm. and I wasn't sure if the film was self-aware of that because no fucks given, it just went there and did it. And mm. I'm thinking, hold on a minute, like, that's, is this a bit of a fantasy now? Yeah, that's again when it sort of delved into the real music video territory. Yes, yes. which is fine. And I think when, when those notes were hit, they were perfect. Um, it was just a bit of a mishmash of genres, tones, themes, choices, mm. characters, subplots, dialogue. It was all just, it needed finessing. I think it needed a bit more attention. All right, let's review it. I mean, I think that we've, really unpicked a few things that we liked and disliked mm. and were really aware about some of the choices that they made. But uh, overall, did you enjoy it? Overall, I did enjoy it. I felt like, again, and this is, I think, the third or fourth podcast in a row where I've talked about a film that suffers from pacing issues mm. and being overly long. And I think that was this was also a film that did drag. I was ready for it to end. Right. But... I would probably give it a two and a half popcorn kernels out of five. Really? Okay. Mm. I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm going to give it three and a half. I found it really enjoyable. It was stylish. It was confronting. It made you think. And yes, some things sort of pulled you out of it and were a little bit overly dramatic in some points. But as I said, I don't think we're the intended audience, but you can appreciate a lot of good things about it. What it was trying to say, Mm. what it was trying to tell you and educate you on was important. And I think it is a film that needs to be seen. Yep. Three and a half from me great all right let's move on to what else is out this week there is still some things out and you can still go to the cinemas they haven't been shut down yet i'm I'm gonna go tomorrow so hopefully my ticket's valid when i get there we've got military wives which we've reviewed in a previous episode and we really enjoyed it's the uplifting story about the first military wives choir in the uk starring Kristen scott thomas and sharon horgan we've also got vin diesel starring uh, in bloodshot and he's playing an enhanced super soldier out for revenge and that's based on a valiant comics character We've also got The Legend of Baron Toa, which is a New Zealand film about a young Tongan man grappling with the legacy of his wrestling superstar father. He's got to follow in his father's footsteps by fighting to get his dad's championship belt back. And another release that came out on March 12th was I Still Believe, and that's based on the true story of Christian Jeremy Camp. In news this week, we had some sad news to kick off the week. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of sad news to kick off this week, really. We did. Max von Sydow, who starred in The Seventh Seal and The Exorcist, 
died or passed away at 90. Yeah, that's a great innings. That's a great age. Mm. I think it's uh, it's always bittersweet when a when an artist passes away because then it gives you the opportunity to look back at their incredible work that they've contributed to the arts and revisit some of their great performances or films of past, but then also farewelling them. There was some exciting news from Disney among all these movie cancellations that Peter Jackson's documentary The Beatles, Get Back, is coming to cinemas in late 2020. Well, at this stage, anyway. Yeah. It'll showcase the making of their final album, The Beatles' final album, Let It Be, and then their final rooftop performance using never-before-seen restored footage and interviews. So Peter Jackson has been painstakingly putting this documentary together. You know it's going to be good, and it's got mm. full collaboration with the surviving Beatles. Yeah, which is awesome. This is going to be amazing. I, I quite like Peter Jackson doing these projects because he did one recently, I think, around World War II, mm-hmm. uh, a documentary, and it was one of those painstaking processes where they told a story through vision and photographs or whatever, but mm. they were lip-reading what the soldiers were saying, the audio wasn't captured, but then they actually put words Mm. into their mouths. So they were able to kind of uncover things that were being said in the trenches through archival footage. And and I'm really excited to see what he brings to this. Peter Jackson is putting himself up in the leagues of like Steven Spielberg and James Cameron in terms of being an innovator with technology. Oh, he always has been, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Weta, with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, it created... King Kong, Tintin. Yeah. It created technology that just, you know, they needed technology, so they created it. Yeah. That's what James Cameron does. He's yeah. like, this is the sort of film I want to make. Oh, that piece of technology doesn't exist. I'm going to make it. They're complete pioneers of the mm. film industry, and I love that. I yeah. really love that. And Peter Jackson's putting himself up there with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, biggest news of the last week is yeah. Lee and I have been kind of holding our breath, mm. refreshing IMDb and other <laughs> trade press and whatnot to find out which films have been cancelled, moved, shifted, yeah. unknown. My inbox is just pinging left, right and centre, really. Yeah. So this is obviously a, a result of the coronavirus outbreak across the world. And a lot of film studios are nervous mm. because of the return that their films would make because people are, aren't really going out and wanting to spend or to be in big crowds together but mm. however governments are putting a stop to gatherings of more than 500 more people. than 500 especially mm. in, in australia at least and i think italy they're all um, housebound mm. so it's pretty serious so the effects that this has on the arts alone let alone other industry but let's have a give us a list of those films Lee, that have now moved look there's too many to mention but the biggest ones are peter rabbit 2 has been pushed back to september mm-hmm. a quiet place 2 has been pushed back to later in the so year so sad about that i know but we're not that was just around the corner yeah uh, like fast, two weeks yeah fast and furious 9 has been pushed back to april next year so they've kept their time slot and just put it a year behind. That's oh, huge. Yeah, that's massive. That huge. Mulan has been pushed, but we're mm. not sure when that's coming yet. And I there's mean, no word on whether Black Widow is going to go ahead yet. That's still May, I believe. Yes, May 1st um, or April 30. So I think we'll be waiting to see what happens with that one. It would be really sad if it's pushed. I think if they push Wonder Woman, I'm going to riot. <laughs> we have waited a long time for that. I, look, I've got a few things to note here. I think mm. th- there could be some positivity here. If you've got a lot of films, maybe because James Bond got pushed as well, which is something that we mm. mentioned last week on the last podcast, you know, it gives an opportunity for these filmmakers to maybe make it 
just right. Put a bit more work into it, finesse the editing, maybe update the effects, yada, yada, yada. But should they? Uh, well, yes. I mean, when when is something done? Like, it, mm. I think deadlines and release dates are really important because you push the creative push through that creative machine to hit a date and that's yeah. the film that you deliver. So I guess, yeah, are you worried that maybe they might mess something up because they're spending too much time yeah, and being afforded too much time? Sometimes you can overcook things, I yeah. think. I feel like, though, that a film like Fast and Furious might need another year to get right because <laughs> they seem to be a bit of an alphabetic soup sometimes. Well, it needs another year because it's just... Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, didn't we say that? Yeah, oh my God. You brought up Black Widow and not sure mm. about that move. Okay, so this is a franchise that works, that leans heavily into timelines, continuity and spoilers. Mm. So if Black Widow moves, and because we've got three Marvel films out this year that obviously are released in that order for a reason. So does that mean they all literally get picked up and moved together? Or can Black Widow somehow sit in after the Eternals at the end of the year or whatever? Mm. So that's something to think about there. It's going to be a real juggling act for studios to get the timings right again. They spend so long trying to get everything slotted in right. And so it's not competing against other studios, big big films. Um, And the end of the year is already so busy with films. So maybe Fast and Furious have made a smart move pushing it till next year. Because that'll be a huge hit. Now they're going to own that weekend, whatever weekend in April that they've mm. uh, that they've slotted in. It's kind of like, yep, yeah, we're here. Stay away because no other film would release around that time. It's lucky that they've found a slot in April. Let's move on to fun stuff, we, shall we? Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I just hope that we're going to be able to bring you podcast episodes <laughs> if no films are being released we uh, but we will we'll, we'll think we'll think of something yeah so we got a lot of new trailers this week to keep the excitement levels up for films that will eventually come out yes black widow we said may it's actually april 30 uh-huh the new final trailer came out for that and we got a poster reveal yeah post looks cool. cool they're really leaning heavily on the family aspect in this trailer definitely which is something that black widow natasha didn't have until she joined the Avengers. Mm. So they're, they're, yeah, focusing solely on that. I think that what this trailer does really well is... Because with the other vision that we'd seen, it was very focused on more hand-to-hand combat action scenes yep. cut together. This one, I think it offers a real sense of the scale of this film. It's huge set pieces, a lot of action big, grand, you know, it looks fucking wicked. Yeah, if you were worried that there wasn't any superheroes in there so we weren't going to get any big action sequences, don't worry. It looks like there is. Yeah, it definitely is in spades. We also got a trailer for I Am Woman, which is the, it's a biopic about Helen Reddy, who was an Australian, but a singer, but she wasn't just a singer. Mm. She was a feminist who galvanized women to fight for change at an important time in history. So her most famous song is um, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. Yeah. And that movie's coming out on May 21. I love her biopic, especially about singers and artists that you otherwise don't know a lot about. Mm. Jungle Cruise, based on the Disney theme park ride, yeah. as a la, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, they're citing a new franchise potential here. I'm going to I'm gonna jump in straight away Go and on. say, this is my guilty pleasure. I love these kind of movies. So I was, is it because it's The Rock as well? Yeah, I do love The Rock. <laughs> and I love Emily Blunt. She's great. She's freaking amazing. Mm. And the two of them together, the chemistry in this trailer is outstanding. I was impressed. I think that we reviewed the trailer a few podcasts ago with the first trailer, and I was so unimpressed. I thought it looked awful, but yeah, I don't don't want to admit it, but I'm actually really excited for this movie now. It looks awesome. And you're right, the chemistry between 
The Rock or Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt is, yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's out on July 23rd. Well. He's hoping. That's, we're going to have a caveat against every release date now. <laughs> we also got a trailer finally for the very excellent Mr. Dundee, which we spoke about previously. Mm. This is quite funny. It's got a star-studded cast. It's got John Cleese. It's got um, Olivia Newton-John, obviously Paul Hogan as himself mm. with a sort of piss take on himself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I quite like that. It, the tra- I'm very curious. I'll, I'll see it, mm. but I'm, I don't think we're going to be dazzled so much. I just think that it's... um. Well, I guess it depends where it's coming from. I guess he's taken the piss out of himself and he really hasn't done anything or had seen much success outside of Crocodile Dundee. And that's what this story is taking the piss out of. Yeah, and it's kind of like, all right, well, we're talking about that character again. It's kind of like his only thing. (laughs) And so I guess when you say it out loud, you can kind of see the comedy in it all. The success of this film is very much dependent on the nostalgia of Crocodile Dundee. For sure, for sure. We also got an official trailer for Soul, which is meant to be coming out on June 18. I got chills when you... So I just this. You love a Pixar film? I love a Pixar film. I think this is going to have a lot of uh, heart. Mm-hmm. And in terms of world building, this trailer really revealed a bit more about the context of what's happening to the main character, which I mm-hmm. thought was really great. I love the inventiveness and the originality that Pixar bring to their stories. And I think this one's going to be not only funny, but really moving and poignant and and beautiful to look at as well, of course. And the music for Soul is really going to be one of the main characters through jazz music, I think. In terms of next week, March 19, Mm. we have no idea what is still coming out. That is blank. We usually rattle off about three or four films, don't we? There was so much that was meant to be out. We were meant to get uh, A Quiet Place 2, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and then Mulan was meant to be the following week. Mm. Uh, Also scheduled was uh, Trolls World Tour, which we haven't heard anything about yet. The song with Justin Timberlake is on the radio right now. So, But this is the thing, it's business as usual. Um, They had the world premiere of Mulan only a few days ago and then it got pulled worldwide. So it's, it's... what a waste this is of how money. immediate this is how immediate these decisions and how the scale of the coronavirus taking over the world is it's kind of things are happening really quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see Invisible Man tomorrow, so maybe that will be our next podcast episode yeah. guys, maybe we'll do a review of Invisible Man. Yeah, because we did miss out on that one and it's still yeah. in cinemas. And the thing is Look, we don't want to encourage people to go into massive crowds of people. Mm. If you're feeling unwell, be responsible. Know that, you know, you should self-isolate and see a doctor if you're concerned. But also, movies need us Mm. and we need movies. You know, it's such an important form of escape. And as we said, we we love films. We love movies. Any chance to go see the movies, we're going to do it. Yeah. But don't be silly. Yeah. I think try and support your local communities and businesses and the arts as much as possible at this time Mm. and safely, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll encourage you to keep going, seeing movies when it's safe and responsible to. Yep. We'll keep you updated on when films are actually going to come out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At this point in time, I think everything's being shifted to 2021. So (laughs) I might have to quit my job (laughs) so I can (laughs) see see all all. these movies. Yeah. Yeah, Do like two, three films back to back. Mm. Which is like, maybe that'll be the strategy for films. We just do all these movie marathons for a discounted price to get people, get bums on seats again. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week. We can't say with what movie, but we'll definitely bring you something. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.